Hi there, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Smashing the Ceiling with me, Naomi Mella. On this podcast, we love to showcase the lives of women who have achieved amazing things in their careers, those who've got a really cool or unusual job, and some who have just had a really interesting life. Each week, I sit down with one woman to dig a little deeper into the how of it all. How did they get where they are? How did they pick themselves up when things didn't go right? And how their mentors, mistakes and motivations have led them to achieve the things they have. What a week! As I said last week, I have been doing a 30-day Instagram video challenge this month and I'm definitely getting a little bit more comfortable with this. I'm really not sure that I've got a future on camera, if we're honest, but it is starting to become a little bit more fun than it was. We've been covering the A to Z of career success in a series of little daily updates in Instagram stories, so do head over there and check it out if you're interested. I'm by nature quite a lazy person, so I found doing a 30-day challenge quite a useful way of setting a new goal and attempting to stick to it. I did miss a couple of days last weekend as I was away working, and it was pretty busy. But instead of beating myself up about that, I've just let it go. So if you're thinking about a new challenge and you're, especially if you're thinking about a 30 day challenge, then do let me know what that is and we can definitely support you along the way. Today though, we are kicking on with the third episode of our series on career skills for the workplace, which are being slotted around our fabulous guests in 2019. I thought it would be useful to look at a few different areas that might help you at work this year and explore a little about why they're important and how you can develop these skills. We've looked at negotiation and conflict resolution so far, and those episodes are still available if you want to go back and download them. But today we are talking about listening. I won't lie, I am a talker, which is probably why I run a podcast. I have previously been an appalling interrupter, finishing people's sentences whilst feeling like I just must get my point across. But over the past six months, and particularly when interviewing people for this podcast, I've really been working on this, trying to sit back and let others speak their minds. It turns out people really do have a lot of interesting things to say if you actually let them. Listening, I think, is one of the most underrated workplace skills, and it is also one of the most essential. Everyone wants to feel heard, that their ideas are being considered, and that their input is valuable. But if everybody is talking and nobody is listening, then as a team, you're going nowhere fast. One dictionary definition of to listen is to give one's attention to a sound, to take notice of and act on what someone says, to respond to advice or a request. On this basis, genuine listening is a rare gift in our current culture. We are now geared towards speed in everything we do, particularly in the workplace. And to really listen to somebody, what you are primarily giving them is the gift of your time, which for most people these days is in short supply. Be really honest with yourself for a moment. How often do you have to consciously try really hard not to interrupt somebody as they're speaking? Are you tempted to jump in and finish other people's sentences? I certainly answer yes to both of these questions on a regular basis, which makes me doubt that I'm really listening to others on these occasions. Because effective listening means being content to listen to someone's entire thought, rather than waiting impatiently for your chance to respond. The main focus of listening shouldn't be furiously thinking about ways to say something in return, although it often is. Your main goal should be to focus fully on what is being said and how it's being said in order to more fully understand the speaker. 
So why is it important to listen? It's simple, really. Effective listening is the one skill that underpins all positive human relationships. I'll say that again because it's important. Effective listening is the one skill that underpins all positive human relationships. Like him or loathe him, Richard Branson is a fairly successful guy and he frequently credits listening with being one of the main factors between, behind his success at Virgin. There are myriad benefits to listening. Problems are solved faster if everyone's opinions are heard. Trust is built between colleagues who really listen to one another. Confidence is boosted, self-esteem grows and people work towards building positive relationships. Listening ensures understanding and improves accuracy. It improves productivity and reduces mistakes as fewer things are missed when people really listen to ideas and instructions instead of assuming what's expected of them. You know what they say about assumption being the mother of all fuck-ups? Yeah, well, that is true. Before we look at how you become a better listener, I thought it might be helpful to flip things on their head and look at why we're often unable to listen properly. What are the barriers that we all experience? And why, if it's so beneficial, haven't we evolved an innate capacity to listen better? Interestingly, it's primarily to do with how quickly our brains can process words. An average person will speak at somewhere between 125 and 175 words per minute. But our brains have the capacity to process between 400 and 800 words per minute, meaning there's some pretty big potential gaps where your brain is hungry for more than the person you're communicating with is providing. If everyone spoke at 400 to 800 words per minute, we'd all be completely incomprehensible and our brains would be totally overloaded with stimuli. But these gaps do mean that our brain wanders, we start to think about what we want to say, and sometimes we disappear into a daydream. The result? You realise you've hardly heard a word the other person is saying. In fact, you might have only half listened to what I've just said, to be honest. This is compounded by the person you're speaking to. They may have distracting mannerisms, you may have to really focus on their accent if it's different to your own, they may speak very quietly or very fast, Or you might be thinking, wow, I really love her outfit, all of which make you less attentive to what they're actually saying. Another reason we're programmed not to listen is that from an evolutionary perspective, listening is a low status behaviour. In any organisation that relies on authority, be that a workplace or even a family, the person of the highest status does all the talking and traditionally other people listen. So if you're the one talking, it means you're the boss. Changing this behaviour, changing any behaviour in fact, is hard. And if you're managing others who like to do all the talking and therefore probably don't listen all that well, you may need to offer frequent praise and validation to counteract any possible feelings of demotion within the quotes family structure that they might feel. Basically, people's egos naturally mean that they want to be heard. If they're making efforts to change, acknowledging that will go a really long way to encouraging them to do it more. Unfortunately, if you're not listening to someone, try as you might to look like you are, it usually becomes pretty bloomin' obvious that you're at best distracted and at worst disinterested because it's really difficult to control your own subconscious body language. You'll probably start to look away and your posture will change. And if the speaker detects this, then they may just shut up and lock down completely. You may not realise it, but some people may be particularly offended or upset, particularly if you jump to conclusions on what they're saying. So you want to listen better. 
you know it's going to benefit you to do so, but how do you become a better listener? We're going to look at a few things to consider here. The first one is to prepare yourself to listen. This starts firstly by thinking about your own body language. The psychologist Albert Merabian, considered a leader in the field of communication, reckons that interpersonal communication can be broken down into 55% body language and facial expression, 38% tone of voice, and only 7% the words that we actually say. This also applies even when you're not the speaker. It's a factor when you're listening to someone else. Remember that you don't just listen with your ears. You also need to listen with your eyes, your face and your body. I don't know about you, but I find it incredibly frustrating if the person I'm talking to won't look at me, if they're fiddling with something else or they're scanning the room or half looking at a computer screen. It makes you feel like what you're saying isn't important and that they couldn't care less. But so many, of our, so many of us are guilty of this, me included. So firstly, when you're listening, face the speaker and look them in the eye. In most Western cultures, eye contact is considered a basic ingredient of effective communication. So look at the person you're listening to, even if they don't look at you. They may be feeling shy, nervous, or even guilty. So them looking at you might be a struggle, but you need to look at them. If you're looking at someone, the likelihood is that your body will follow, so you are fully facing them. There's a lot said and written about body language, and I won't bore you with all of that, but suffice to say, an open-facing posture is more likely to put your companion at ease than if you've got your arms crossed and are leaning back in your chair, or or if you're half-turned away from them. It's a small thing, but it's so unconscious that you may not even notice yourself doing it. Just check in with yourself from time to time about how you're standing or sitting, perhaps. Then prepare yourself mentally. If this is an important pre-planned conversation, then you'll have hopefully removed any physical distractions, shut the door so you won't be disturbed, put your phone on airplane mode if needs be, etc, etc. But in every conversation you have, you will need to mentally reset your mind to focus on the speaker. Be attentive, but be relaxed. You don't have to stare fixedly at the other person in order to look at them and try not to focus on their mannerisms, their lipstick, their slightly wonky teeth or anything else that may become a distraction to you. Just give them your focus and try to be yourself. Then shut up. Stop talking. Mark Twain, who is the king of witty lines and quotable quotes, once said that if we were supposed to talk more than we listen, we would have two tongues and one ear. Although whether or not he was actually the first person to say say this is a little debatable. Uh, Diogenes, a Greek philosopher, may have got there first. Either way, the principle stands. Let the other person speak and encourage them to do so. Smile, nod, use gestures or noises if you feel that's appropriate. And don't stare like a weirdo, but maintain eye contact as much as you can. Just a word on eye contact here. If you yourself find it uncomfortable, and some people do find it a very difficult thing to maintain, a good piece of advice I was once given is to look at a point just beyond the person's ear. You're very close to total eye contact, but it's a little bit less intense for you both. And you may find it easier while you're getting comfortable with listening more actively. Once you're ready to listen, secondly, be patient. While someone is speaking to you, I think patience is the key trait that you need to exhibit, as this is the point at which it becomes very tempting to leap in and grab the limelight. Remember that you don't know what the other person is thinking or feeling. 
And the only way you will find out is by listening to them. So you need to keep an open mind. Try not to have preconceptions or to make early judgments about the person or what they're saying. And if they do say something that you're not expecting, even if you find it alarming, try not to react too strongly. (laughs) If you jump down their throat at the first sign of trouble, you may miss the caveat that's coming or the apology or the explanation. And you're the one that we may end up looking foolish at a later date. If you are the quicker thinker of the two of you and the person speaking has trouble expressing themselves, the onus is on you to slow down the conversation and give them the time that they need. Try to empathise and look at things from the other person's perspective. Empathy takes energy and concentration, but it marks you out as a generous and helpful listener and is best conveyed through your facial expressions and your words. If you can, create a mental picture of what the other person is saying to you. It might be a collection of words and phrases that best sum up their point, or an image of the information being communicated, or something else entirely that your brain formulates. Either way, doing this will focus your thoughts on the person speaking and stop you getting distracted. I find I'm tempted to be thinking about my next question, and my brain is really quickly trying to digest what I'm hearing to formulate into something coherent. Instead, if you really listen and create a mental model of what you're hearing, you'll better be able to quickly respond with something sensible, insightful or witty when the moment arises. Remember that you can't rehearse what you're going to say next and listen to the other person at the same time. It just ain't going to happen. Be patient and try to only think about what the other person is saying. I mentioned interrupting earlier, but it warrants another nod here while we're talking about patience. We are often taught as children not to interrupt, and you may tell your partner or other family members not to interrupt you during a conversation or argument, but the likelihood is that unless you're very ballsy, you might not do that at work. If someone is interrupting us in a conversation or meeting, we often sit back and let them get away with it, but most of us, I imagine, do find it really annoying. I read a piece about listening while researching this episode, which said that as adults, we are increasingly exposed to situations on television, in politics, and in the wider media, where people interrupt one another all the time, and it's perceived as acceptable that the stronger person has, quotes won by exhibiting loud or in-your-face or domineering behaviour. All the lessons we were taught as kids are then thrown out the window if we do this. But it doesn't work on a more personal level, particularly at work, and you'll only end up pissing people off if you constantly interrupt them, so try not to do it. Thirdly, once you've been patient, is the pause. It's widely acknowledged that Bill Clinton was a master in the use of the pause, both when he was speaking and when he was listening. Whatever your opinion of him, those that have spent time in conversation with him almost universally agree that he made them feel like the most important person in the world as he listened to them. That in itself is a real skill, and the use of the pause can go a long way in helping you to master this. When the person you're listening to stops speaking, just take a moment to ensure that they've finished. Give it one more second before you open your mouth. They might just be pausing for breath or formulating their next thought. If they've lost you along the way a bit and you don't really understand what it is they're on about, this could be a good moment to ask a clarifying question. Maybe, hang on a sec, can you just explain that a bit further? Or, back up a little bit, I didn't quite get that. 
But otherwise, pausing before responding gives you time to clarify your own thoughts, to process what they've just told you, and to formulate a sensible answer. There's no rush in a conversation. We're all going at 100 miles an hour now the whole time, and being busy is a badge of honour. But just take a moment when you're listening to others. Think and breathe and then speak. That's not to say that you need to be completely mute whilst you're listening. Giving the other person feedback is important and you can reflect their feelings in conversation. For example, with, wow, that's amazing. Or, gosh, I'm so sorry that's happened. Or whatever is appropriate at the time. Your own facial expressions and mannerisms will be really important here too, as they show the other person that you're engaged with what they're saying and that you're following their story rather than drifting off in a daydream. Similarly, look at the other person's body language and mannerisms as they speak. They will tell you a story that may not be fully conveyed in the words that come out of their mouth. Look at their eyes, the set of their mouth, the position of their shoulders and arms. Are they defensive, angry? bored, relaxed, or something else entirely. All these things are important and will help you communicate effectively and steer the conversation. When you do respond, summarising what the other person has just said is a good way for you to buy a little bit of time if you need it. There's a lot of corporate bullshit around summarising, signposting, and the like, and sometimes it can feel a bit awkward if it doesn't really fit in with the conversation. But sometimes a quick, so just to clarify, you're feeling X because Y happened and you'd like Z outcome, have I got that right, gives the other person a comeback to make sure that they've got their point across to you in the way that they want. Some people find making their point a struggle from time to time, especially at work, and especially if they're feeling like this is a stressful situation. Stress clouds our thoughts sometimes. And giving the other person a second opportunity, if they haven't quite expressed themselves the first time, can be a really kind and helpful thing to do. The other thing many of us are guilty of when replying to someone we've been listening to is imposing our own solutions on that person. Bear in mind in a conversation that they might not want your advice. They may have their own ideas about how to manage a situation or solve a problem. They might just be telling you something to keep you in the loop or because they feel it's important you should know. If they want your opinion, they'll hopefully ask for it. So don't feel the need to impose your own views. If you've got a brilliant idea, or think they're missing a trick, or that they're about to drive a metaphorical work-related truck off a cliff, then at least ask before diving headlong in with how it should be done. A quick, would you like a suggestion do you need some help with this or would you like to hear my ideas on this should be enough to determine whether they've got it under control or not. I'd love to hear from you if you've got any tips on how best to listen to others. I'm really trying to be a better listener as I am so guilty of many of the things that I've just talked about, particularly trying to do more than one thing at once and only half listening to people, especially when I'm talking to other people on the phone. This week, I am resolved to be better about this. In fact, I've just taken a pause from recording and listened to my husband while he was talking. So onwards and upwards. That's it for today. But as ever, if you've got any comments, suggestions or feedback, drop me a line. I love to hear from you. Please subscribe if you haven't already and feel free to leave a nice review on your favorite podcast site as it helps others to find us. 
But more importantly, if you enjoyed it, spread the word, as word of mouth is still the most powerful form of advertising. You can follow us on Twitter at Smashing Ceiling and on Instagram at Smashing The Ceiling and we'll hopefully see you next time.